0: Is Dreamers by Broken Crown Productions.
1: Episode 7.
0: Journey. Mm. What? Hey, man. Where's my car? Oh,
1: uh, hey, Oliver. (laughs)
0: Long
1: story. Long
0: story? It's been three days. It better be a fucking epic.
1: You said I could fill my boots. You gave me your spare key.
0: As a vote of confidence, man. I didn't think you'd go running off to Canada with it. What? I'm not. Come on, man. How did you know? Uh, you're on probation and nowhere to be seen. You've clearly got the hots for this lily chick. And you gotta know Miranda's been talking some serious smack about you.
1: <laughs> I'm here for research, Oliver. I'm not putting the moves
0: on a high schooler. You're lost then,
1: Lily's hot.
0: Gross! Dude, you're like 10 years older than me! Age is but a number. Speaking of, when are you bringing my car back? I got a date tonight before the big show.
1: A date? With who?
0: None your damn business, that's who. When are you bringing my car back? Can't
1: I get it to you tomorrow? I I just- $200. What?
0: For two C-notes, you can keep the car till tomorrow.
1: Fine. Whatever.
0: Don't whatever me, bro. I'm the one doing you a solid. I could've been a real dick about this whole thing.
1: You're milking me for $200.
0: You're the one who jacked my ride.
1: Yeah, well, sorry about that. How's your week been going at the reverie?
0: It's fucked up, man, and not in a good way.
1: Really? How so?
0: Her dreams keep going to a really dark place, man. It's not cool. What do you mean? Everything will be scripted like normal, and then her tornado brain just dives right past us. And you know me, I've been keeping it under control, but tonight is supposed to be the biggest and baddest nightmare so far, and with everything going on, I'm starting to think like someone is interfering with her dream state. You don't think it's my fault, do you? I don't know, but all this Canada stuff might raise some eyebrows.
1: What else could be making her nightmares so bad?
0: Why don't you ask me yourself? Yeah! (laughs) What an entrance. That was awesome, Bliss.
2: Who's that? And how does he know my name?
1: That's my director, Oliver. I've just been telling him about all the work we've been doing. Along
2: with deeply personal information about my sleeping habits?
1: Well, it just came up.
2: I'm gonna need you to put the phone down, Jonah. It's time for some answers.
0: (laughs) You're so screwed. Bye, Oliver. Bye, Jonah. Don't blow it. Fuck off.
2: So, Christopher and I broke up.
1: Oh, Lily. I'm so sorry.
2: Don't be. It needed to happen. I'm here for something else now. For you.
1: Uh, is everything all right?
2: Depends on how long you're gonna keep lying to me, Jonah.
1: I... (laughs) what are you?
2: I know you were sent here to spy on me.
1: No, I. I told you I'm doing research for a film.
2: Great story! But I don't think it's a coincidence that you chose me to be your lab rat. You actually offered. But why did you come here? This is
1: where we're filming!
2: Except it's not. You made that pretty clear last night.
1: Well, the production details are private. I'm sorry, Lily. I can't say anything more.
2: Okay, then. If I'm just a random student helping you relive the high school experience for research purposes, why can't we be together?
1: You're in high school, Lily. That should be answer enough.
2: Well, I graduate in a couple weeks, so I'm going to need you to think of a better excuse.
1: It's just not what I came for. I need to focus on my work.
2: So you were just playing with my emotions so you could be a better actor?
1: I mean, yeah. I thought we were on the same page about that.
2: Well, that's messed up, Jonah. I trusted you and you totally used me. You owe me some answers.
1: Okay. I can't promise to tell you everything, but what do you want to know?
2: First, I want the honest truth. Why can't we be together? Oh
1: my god. I mean, for starters, you can be so intense sometimes, you know?
2: No, you like that about me. Okay,
1: I do like you, Lily, but we really can't be together. You just got out of your first relationship. This isn't about Christopher. It's about you. Fine! Well, it would be a conflict of interest if anything happened between us. Why? Because the company I work for is fucked, okay? I'm not even sure what we're doing is ethical, but I have to stay with them and do everything 110% or I will literally have nothing left. And I can't go back to that, but I also can't help but wonder if my security is worth someone else's sanity.
2: This is exactly what I'm talking about. How can the stakes possibly be that high if you're just an actor?
1: I've only ever wanted to be an actor, but I feel like I'm caught up in something bigger with this production. I didn't want you to know about my past work because I'm ashamed of it, and I really don't feel qualified for this big role. I've been reckless trying to prove that I deserve it.
2: What were you doing before then? It wasn't porn, was it?
1: I can't tell you or you'll resent me.
2: Oh my god, it was porn. It wasn't porn. Then I guarantee I'll resent you more if you don't tell me.
1: (laughs) I can't go into the details, but I used to work in horror.
2: That means nothing to me. I can't really watch horror because of my stupid nightmares.
1: I know. And I'm sorry about that, Lily. I really am.
2: I don't believe you. Why not? You know... Ever since I met you, the nightmares have been worse than ever. Like dying and being aware of it. Like forgetting who I am and everything I love. It's never been like that before.
1: I didn't realize it was that bad. Oh man, and tonight...
2: Yeah, well, I thought it was my punishment for breaking free of the nightmares last weekend. When I saw you in my dreams.
1: Lily. That's not possible.
2: It shouldn't be, right? Except I know it was you, and I think you know it too.
1: But that... Doesn't make any sense.
2: What doesn't make sense is how you walked out of my dreams and into my life. And now I'm suffering because of something I have no control over.
1: What are you accusing me of exactly?
2: I think you're a spy. And you tricked me into liking you so you could tamper with my necklace to give me terrible nightmares and ruin my life.
1: You think the necklace did this?
2: Well, I don't know. Do I? But if you're
1: working for my father... Whoa! Hold up. Who says I'm working for your father?
2: Don't lie to me, Jonah.
1: I'm not lying! I don't even know who your dad is. Are you
2: sure? Because I get the feeling he's the whole reason you're here.
1: Okay, well, why would your dad want to give you
2: nightmares? So he can, I don't know, pick me apart while I sleep and create the perfect child? One that he could bear to come home to? (sighs) Lily, that's
1: crazy.
2: What makes you think that- I've seen it. I've seen the place where they make all the dreams.
1: You what?
2: Yeah. And at first I thought it was some weird lucid shit, but it felt different than usual. Like today, when I fell asleep at Christopher's.
1: You took a nap? Yeah. Without your medication?
2: Yeah. And I saw the dream factory in my head, and you were there, and he was the one who sent you to me. Who did? Bruce Lovett. Bruce Lovett? Ha! So you do know him?
1: I mean, yes, but fuck, why would he... Bruce Lovett. I'm trying to understand. I just... Can you give me a second?
2: What? No! We're finally getting somewhere! Jonah, talk to me! Come on, Miranda. Pick
1: up. Oh, why is your phone off? Damn it, Miranda!
2: Jonah, what's going on?
1: I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why the fuck does your dad have a different last name than you?
2: Ask my mom. She's a feminist. Ah,
1: I've got to look into this.
2: Then I'm coming with you.
1: No, you're not. You absolutely cannot come with me.
2: This is my life we're talking about.
1: I know. I'm sorry, Lily. I didn't mean to fuck it up this bad. I promise I'll make it up to you, but I really have to go.
2: What am I supposed to do?
1: Stay here, and maybe don't go to sleep right away?
2: It's
1: 4.30. Yeah, that's good. I can make it back in time.
2: In time for what? Can't I come?
1: No, seriously. I'm sorry, Lily. I shouldn't have come here. I've made everything worse. How do you know? I don't, but I made this mess, and I'm going to do everything I can to clean it up.
2: But what about my dad?
1: If he's involved with the reverie, then you probably don't want anything to do with him. The reverie, but- I have to go, Lily.
2: Asshole! I'm sorry! <sighs> we'll see about that.
1: Miranda, I wish you'd pick up. I'm on my way back now. Things got really bad over here. I think Lily's dad is involved with the Reverie somehow? I swear to God, I'll forfeit the whole mission if that bastard tries to mess with her any more than he already has. I'll be back tonight before the show. Uh, Try not to gloat, Okay. Stay away, man. Come on. What the? Uh, Oh, fuck, no. Hey,
2: Jonah.
1: Hey. What are you doing?
2: Oh, just hanging at home, you know? Trying not to fall asleep or fixate on the fact that my entire life is a lie. Hmm, okay.
1: Well, then why can I see you in your mom's red Mazda a few lanes over on the Washington Highway?
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: You shouldn't have followed me, Lily. There's nothing you can do except make things worse.
2: I told you, I'm just at home. You sound delirious.
1: All right, then. I'm going to pull over and grab a coffee. Good luck making it to Idaho on your own.
2: You know, you really shouldn't talk on the phone while you drive.
1: Piss off.
0: Hey there, what can I get for you?
1: Large Americano, black.
0: Long night, huh?
1: (laughs) You could say that. Sylvia? That was my dog's name, too. She died, though, when I was eight, negligence. Charming. Yeah, shit. Uh, what time is it? Quarter past ten. Damn, she's really gonna come this close. Ah, oh, there you are. What the fuck are you doing here?
0: mm <laughs> hmm
1: what the fuck are you doing
0: here?
1: What the fuck are you doing here?
2: Oh, hey Jonah. Funny beating you here.
1: Go home, Lily. This isn't a game.
2: I know that. Do you? Because you seem to have no plan or explanation and I'm getting pretty tired of you calling the shots with both eyes closed.
1: You can't be here. It could be dangerous.
2: It could also be the only opportunity I'll ever get to see my dad again, so I'm willing to take that risk.
1: So you tailed me all the way to Spokane, Washington?
2: Well, I kind of shared your location when I added my number to your phone the other day, just because you're kind of hard to track down. Paid off, though, don't you think?
1: No. No, I don't like any of this. Any of it! Sir, your americano is ready? I'm coming, Sylvia.
2: I can't go back. I can't give up now when I'm the closest I've ever been to understanding what's wrong with me.
1: There's nothing wrong with you, Lily.
2: Except there is, okay? There's a reason that no one sticks around, and it's his fault. Oh, come on. No, you come on. You have no idea how hard it's been. Just before my dad left, I dreamed that my mom and I were in the house alone, and I was calling out for my dad, and he wouldn't answer. I would scream and cry, and when I woke up, he'd be there, but I knew it wouldn't be forever. I never told him what I dreamed about because I didn't want it to be true. I thought, I thought he'd never leave us of his own free will. I thought that for him to be gone, like really gone, something must have happened to him. But at the end of the summer, my dreams came true and he never came home. And it was so much worse than I thought because I knew he was alive, and I knew that he chose to leave us, chose to leave me, and he kept on choosing every single day that he didn't come home. That's why I need to come with you. I need to figure out why he left me.
1: People have all sorts of reasons for leaving, Lily. might not have even been about you.
2: Of course it was about me! Because whatever pushed him to leave, he decided it wasn't worth coming back for me. You couldn't understand.
1: Lily, I might have been the one who left my family but I felt abandoned by them way before I was able to walk out. It sucks when your parents can't be there for you. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do leaving them. And I promise your dad must think about you every day and regret his choice. Because my parents gave me a hundred reasons to leave and I still look back and wish I'd stayed. I missed half my junior year getting them through the withdrawal. By the time I was 13, I learned how to check for a pulse so I knew whether or not to call for an ambulance. And still, every day that I'm away from them, every time I decline their calls, I feel this horrible guilt for leaving them both with an illness that's probably going to kill them before I have kids of my own. But of course, I understand what it's like to be deserted by your parents. And I'm telling you, Lily, it's better if you don't know why.
2: I wish there was something I could say to make it better.
1: Say you'll go home, then, and forget about all this.
2: I can't. I need to know what his part in all this was. I always blame myself that I couldn't get over it, but now I know that he poisoned the one gift he ever gave me. The
1: necklace has nothing to do with it. How do you know? Because it's the pills! Obviously! Obviously it's the pills! Sleep sound. It's giving the referee access to your subconscious, and they control your dreams from there. They're the ones giving you the nightmares.
2: But my dad is part of it, right? I
1: don't know, Okay. Someone's been messing with your files and fucking up your dream state. So I need you to go home now, and I'll keep you posted about what happens tonight. But you cannot keep following me, or I mean it, I will lose my job!
2: You can't tell me what to do! I was just fine before you came around and made everything weird. Now you don't get to tell me how to react to all the bullshit you brought into my life.
1: Yeah, jeez, fine. It's all my fault. But are you really gonna follow someone you can't trust into a secret organization?
2: But if my dad is there...
1: That's an even bigger risk, because we don't even know what the guy's intentions are. I will handle this, Lily. Please, just go home.
2: Fine. But for the record, this is a very anticlimactic end to my journey.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. For everything. Drive safely, Lily. What's happening? Did you turn the-
2: Yes, Jonah! I'm turning the thing. Nothing is happening.
1: No nah, fuck! What? The battery's dead.
2: Can you jump it or something?
1: I don't know how. Do you?
2: I'm barely an office driver. I have no idea what I'm doing. Shit!
0: Hey, Sylvia!
1: Do you <clears throat> know how to jump a car? Oh, I don't drive, sweetheart. Actually, uh, can I grab my americana? Of course, here you go. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Lily, can you look it up online?
2: I'll get charges for roaming in the States.
1: And of course, my phone is dead.
2: Does that mean I can come with you?
1: Did you plan this?
2: No, but it kind of seems like fate, doesn't it?
1: it seems like I'm going to get fired as soon as you enter the reverie.
2: Pretty crummy job, though, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm realizing that. Ugh. <sighs> All right, well,
2: get in. Really? Yep,
1: before I change my mind. Yes! What are we doing in Sleep Country? It's actually Sleep County. It's a front for the reverie to do their paperwork under. That's so stupid. Well, I didn't choose it.
2: Will there be anyone in this slate?
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. The reverie operates on a different schedule, so it'll be bumpy right now. 1130 is when a lot of dreamers enter the REM cycle, so hopefully everyone will be busy. But just to be safe, I'm going to go straight past the production unit and into the offices. I don't know exactly where I'll find your dad. His
2: office is on the third floor at the end of the hall. How do you- I told you, I saw it in my dream.
1: Okay, I guess we're going with that. You stay here and I'll come get you only if it's safe. Don't come after me.
2: What? But I thought we were doing this together.
1: No way, Lily, you can't come in. You get serious- yeah. Shit. Stay in the car. Hey, Oliver. What are you doing, man? Shouldn't you be in production?
0: Ah, the kid hasn't even taken her pills yet. I see you brought my baby back to me.
1: You're- Oh, right. The car.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just having a smoke in the meantime. You want one? I'll pass. See yourself. Here's a pretty lady in the front seat.
1: She's, uh, new background actor for the Grand Adventure Department.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought you were out tomorrow. What are you doing here?
1: <laughs> uh, I think Miranda was using the new girl as a way of getting me back sooner. She's nothing if not inventive.
0: That's a nice way of putting it. Did you get the deets you need to, uh, save your ass?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a ton of information for the writers. But there's still some kinks I gotta work out before we're out of the woods.
0: Oh, so she is kinky. What's her bag? Ropes? Chokes? Cuffs? Plugs? Oh, it's an age thing, is it?
1: No! And I'm not talking about this. I gotta go in. Aren't you
0: gonna bring the new girl in with you?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, be right in with her. You go ahead.
0: I'm worried she'll prefer me to you? Understandable, of course. I'm just going to finish my sig and I'll be right in. Don't worry, I won't move in on your rebound. She's not! (laughs) Uh...
1: Okay, you're coming in, but you can't let that guy see you. Keep your head down and don't say anything.
2: Should I put my ball cap on? Why do
1: you have a ball cap? I'm undercover! Of course you are. Yeah, come
0: on. Well, hello there. What's your name, doll? Oliver. Calm down, my friend. I'm just being hospitable. My name's Oliver, love, and yours is? Ramona! You got a face, Ramona? She's shy.
1: I'm gonna get her inside.
0: Well, I'm just wrapping up here anyway. I'll come in with you guys.
1: No, uh, I was wondering, Oliver, does the radio always play like a high-pitched whiny sound? Because it was really fucked up, and I think you should check it out right now.
0: Oh, I don't know. I never listen to the radio. I'm, uh, I'm a cassette guy, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, there was also, like, this big tear in the passenger seat. That was there before, right? Oh,
0: what did you do to my car?
1: Oh, nothing. I didn't do anything. Maybe just go check it out and let me know what you think?
0: I just got those seats recovered, man. If you rip the leather... Oh, uh, I'm sure it's fine. It's absolutely not fine. Make me do everything. Go, get in! I don't see anything, man. These seats look fine. Oh,
1: must (laughs) have been a trick of the light then. My bad. See you in there, Oliver.
0: Fucking weirdo.
2: This place is so huge.
1: We're going right past this unit, Lily. Don't linger. But it's... It's intense, I know. We're going to the back, toward the offices.
2: This is where my nightmares come from?
1: Yeah, I know. Let's keep moving.
2: This is so weird.
1: To put it lightly. Here's the elevator. You said third floor?
2: Uh, yeah. Is this where they make dreams for everyone on Sleep Sound?
1: Can you imagine how many people we'd have to squeeze in here to make dreams for everyone in North America?
2: I can't even believe how many people you must need to make dreams for me alone.
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty of supposedly unemployed actors out there. How do you think they're all paying the bills?
2: I guess I just assumed they did the night shift at diners and bars and stuff.
1: Well, sure, that's what they tell you. But most of them have contracts with the Reverie. It's a pretty sweet gig if you're a last resort kind of person. That's how they got me, at least wait
2: up! It's empty! His office is empty!
1: How do you know it's his?
2: It says right here, Bruce Lovett, executive director. How did you not know that? I'm an
1: actor, I don't give a shit about the admin. I can't believe I recognized his name in the first place.
2: All the other offices are empty.
1: Well yeah, it's not like the bosses need to pull the night shift.
2: Why are all his lights on then? And the door is open. He must have just stepped out.
1: Where else would the executive director have to go?
2: His email's open! He sent one an hour ago with the subject, sub-cauldron interference? Jonah! Well, open it! It says, see you at midnight.
1: It's 1148. What do we do? We should get there before they do. We can't let them mess with your head.
2: Right, but what if... What? I just want to search my name on this computer. See if anything comes up.
1: Lily! We don't have time!
2: But what if there's more information in there? I mean, look what I found in like a minute of searching. If I dig, I could get some real answers from here.
1: Come on, Lily, think about what's already happened. All the nightmares he's caused. He could do some real damage if it goes any further. I mean, what business does a director have in the subconscious chamber anyway?
2: What is it, the subconscious chamber?
1: It's where we collect information from all of our clients' dream states. Each of them are stored in a kind of cauldron, and the writers can extract information through some software program. It mostly goes over my head, but I'm telling you, Lily, if he's messing around in there, that's bad news.
2: Okay, fine. Let's get there before he does. Lead the way.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going deep for this. The subconscious chamber is five stories underground.
2: It goes that far down?
1: Yeah. And there's a bunch of residences down there, too. Mine is on sub two.
2: You live here?
1: Not like I had anywhere else to stay at the time.
2: Right. Sorry, you're probably going to lose your job because of me.
1: It's okay. Pretty shit job anyway, like you said.
2: What are you going to do?
1: We're going to sort out your subconscious and get you home. Then I'll worry about what's next.
2: Well, thanks for all your help. You're a really good guy, Jonah.
1: Yeah, well, are you ready to face your father?
2: No, but sure, let's do it.
0: Jonah. I see. I finally got your attention.
2: Dreamers was written and directed by Jillian Reynolds. Produced by Jillian Reynolds, Maya Radhakrishna, and Wanley Gibson. Sound
0: design and mixing by Finner Nielsen. Music by Rasmus Rankenberg madsen And audio compilation by Alex Moore. In this episode, you heard the voice of Aidan Cotrow as Jonah. Bronwyn Reese as Lily. Monica Bagarich as Miranda. And Owen
2: Francis as Oliver. This episode also featured Jillian Reynolds.
0: For more information
2: about Dreamers, follow us at Broken Crown Productions on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.
0: Thanks for listening, and dream out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio, for 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32? Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms We We have everything we need. All right.
1: Now let's get out our math homework. A place to work.
0: Here at the Celery
2: Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day.
0: A place to raise a family.
1: It's a girl.
0: It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom patriot Amelia Pleasants during Morgan's Raid. And of course, a place of celery.
1: 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee, Open!
0: Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. For making memories for making memories for making memories, for making memories. <laughs> make your memories with us make your memories here in Absalom paid for by the Delphi quarter of Man Absalom and solaric bodily works refreshing solaric soda and Diet solaric soda uh.
1: midwestern gothic mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com